Blog Talk Radio. I was trying to say Tuesday, Tuesday on a Thursday, and it's Tuesday, and I'm trying to just be like, it's Thursday. Damn. All right, so you're tuned in to another episode of Tuesday Tuesdays right here on Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia. Yo, I'm so messed up. Like, my head is, is I can't even tell you that it's in the clouds. My head is just everywhere. Like, this new migraine medication, it just got me. I'm telling you, I'm all messed up. If I didn't have my screen in front of me, like, that's prompting me and giving me cues and letting me know that it is Tuesday, like, I really would have thought it was Thursday, like, because I'm so ready to get to January, you know what I mean? And I know we're not even, like, halfway through November, but I'm so ready to get to January because I actually get to go to Costa Rica. Y'all, y'all have no idea how excited I am to actually get to get this this birthday trip like I'm, I'm gonna talk about this from now until January you just don't know like exactly two months from tomorrow I'll be leaving to go to coach I know y'all don't want to hear I know I know I said all that to say this like there's so much news that I am missing by not having he said she said anymore like I really need to get a male co-host and y'all know I don't work with you well with men we come to that conclusion right like I can't keep a male co-host we're going to see how that goes. I have a man on the show tomorrow night. Y'all, I'm really crushing on him, too. Like, he is he is so fine. Don't tell him I said this. But I want you to tune in tomorrow, tune in tomorrow night and see how the two of us, you know, how we, um, how we vibe together. He has a show on Facebook. And you just see how we vibe together and see if I could possibly bring him on for my Saturday show. Because I need, I need another co-host, even if it's only for – he said, she said, because I'm missing so much news. Like, I'm going through all the news that I've been sent for um, hip-hop and entertainment, and I'm missing out on everything. I just want to quickly talk about, you know, last Thursday, we Susie came on, and we talked about um, T.I. and, you know, the, the comment that he made when he was on Ladies Like Us um, with Miguel's wife, her show. Um, the comments that he made about, you know, taking his daughter to her gynecologist appointment every year. You know, she's 18 now. She's a freshman in, in college, and he takes her every year to her gynecologist appointment to make sure that her hymen is still intact, right? Well, apparently, 50 Cent and Snoop are ganging up on him because he's still policing his daughter. You know, it was one thing when she was like 15, 16, 17 or whatever, but she's 18 now, you know, and there were so many, you know, even um, – Planned Parenthood is now telling him, you know, there are multiple ways that, you know, um, yeah, your hymen can actually tear. It doesn't have to be sex. And so Susie went all in, you know, about um, she doesn't believe that, you know, horseback riding and extreme sports and, you know, those avenues can, and can, can tear the hymen. I'm neither here nor there. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like that wasn't the place for him to to put that young lady's business out. And that's what Snoop and 50 are saying, like, you know, no. I don't, I don't know what the question was that even led up to that because they've since pulled um, that podcast episode. But um, we need to get back on Saturdays, but he said, she said, because I'm missing all of this news. 
you know, all of the hip-hop and entertainment news. I'm missing giving all of that to you all because I can only give you a little bit, you know, before each show because Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, it's about my guests. It's not about the world of hip-hop. So uh, we got to get another co-host um, for Saturdays so I can give you all of this, this awesome, awesome, juicy information, all right? Um, last night we had uh, New Music Mondays. We did debut a couple of new tracks. I'm super excited because we're going to debut some new music tonight, guys. And you know how I feel about um, new music, uh, new first-time um, artists interviewing on the show, um, first-time, you know, interviewing from foreign countries. You know how I feel about all of that. So we got a brand-new track that just released today that we're debuting tonight. But last night on New Music Mondays, we had some new music. We talked about some mainstream artists that dropped some new music also. So make sure that you check out Frank Ocean. He dropped In My Room. Let's see, we got Lunch Money, Lewis, and City Girls. They dropped Pony. Um, what You Say, um, that's by Seven Streeter. Skip Marley and Her got Slow Down. Tanache and Black dropped Touch and Go. And Tory Lanez and T-Pain dropped Jerry Springer. Make sure you listen to that. Y'all know how nasty Tory Lanez is, right? So got to only imagine how nasty Jerry Springer is. Um, and then Doja Cat with her album, Hot Pink. All right? Make sure you go listen to that. Let me see what else, what else, what else, what else. Uh, this Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I mentioned a few minutes ago, um, we will have uh, the music composer, the producer, and the keyboardist for Says Zion Jazz Band um, out of Bridgeport, Connecticut, um, Sorel Lamont Williams. He will be here with me. I think the, the jazz band will be performing live on Saturday in Waterbury, Connecticut. I'm not sure of the time. He'll make all of that announcement um, at a paint and sip on this coming Saturday. Um, and this should be announced as well. Indie Fire did did um, award one lucky winner a ticket to attend that paint and sip. So that announcement is going to come probably Thursday or Friday. Um, so congratulations to whomever that winner is. And I think also Sorrell Lamont Williams also gave a ticket away as well. So congratulations to that winner as well. That's 6.30 p.m. tomorrow night. And then on Saturday, um, right back here again, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the founder of Coco Vita Coquito, Sean Wilson out of the Bronx, will be here. Um, hopefully I'll have my Coquito by then so I can let you guys know how tasty it is. I'm tired of seeing all of his advertisements about the very um, flavorful <laughs> Coquito that he has from pina colada to red velvet to uh, cookies and cream. Um, there's another flavor that he has. Anyway, make sure you look him up on Facebook, on Instagram. That's Coco Vita Coquito. Um, reach out to him. He has um, like the little pint-sized bottles, um, the gallons, comes in vegan, um, virgin, and of course, spiced up for you all who like it like I like it. <laughs> all right? <laughs> My guest this evening, look, if you've been listening over the past couple of months, you've heard, let me see who we got. We've had New Wave has been here. We've had 222 Unique has been here. Let me back up to last year when Yashe, our Jamaican princess of pop, was here. All right. Then we've had El Postman has been here. We've had um, 100 Grand Prezi's been here. All right. Let me, did I miss anybody? I think I think that's everybody, all right? All right, so tonight we have female MC and songwriter. Uh, I'm about to mess it up. Rajan, I think I said it right. Now, over the past couple of weeks, I've been calling her everything, but what she isn't. We think I got it right tonight. Right, she's an American rapper and songwriter. She was born in Arizona and raised in Chicago, Illinois, and Palm Beach, Florida. Living much of her adolescent life attending the most gifted art school in the nation, that's Bach Middle School of the Arts and Alexander W. Dreyfus School of the Arts. As a young adult, Rajan would rap for fun, being heavily influenced by Lil' Kim and, of course, fellow female hip-hop artists like MC Light and Queen Latifah. When she was introduced to Mr. Henry Fuse, 
um, that she could rhyme, he began to record her. Impressed with her, he took her in, and she began her first music career in 2012. She is a dope female MC made overnight, and she is ready to take on the world with her smash hit single, Swagger Jacka. And that came out today. I'm going to give you that a little bit later in the show. Any Fire listening audience, I present to you this evening my guest, female MC and songwriter Rajan. All right. Am I saying your name right or wrong? Let's get that straight first. No, you said it right, Rajan. I said Rajan, Rajan. I said it right. I said it right. How are you this evening? I'm good. I'm good. Just chilling. <laughs> Again, I want to thank you so much for being here with me this evening. You could have been anywhere, but you're taking your time to be here, giving so freely of yourself, as well as uh, freely to talk about your, you know, yourself and your your music career with myself and your listening audience or my listening audience. So thank you, thank you so much for being here again. So how would you describe your musical style? To be honest, um, Nakia, did I say your name right? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, to, well, to be honest, I would describe it, it's, it's um, you know, it's it's witty. It's it's just it's different. It's not your average style, you know, um, trap or rap or you know um, even dubstep. I mean, it's it's just got a different. Um, it's actually got a basic hip hop sound to it. It's just you know, um, I've been trying to figure out, you know, for the past years of what, you know, what type of style that I have. But I just pretty much, I feel like this. Honestly, if a track, you know, if a, if a beat makes love to me, I'm going to make love to the beat. Whatever happens, it goes. The rest is history. Wow. 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 Now, I know in your bio it states that you um, you attended, you know, gifted schools or, or, or musical schools, but do you come from a musical background? To, to be honest with you, I don't. Um my sisters, you know, uh, just to bring them up a little bit, they, I mean, they were in the, I guess they call it the strings apartment, you know, one played the violin, one played the cello. So I didn't really, you know, that wasn't really my thing, but when I would hear the music of them playing and the strings that they were, you know, when they would have orchestras and philharmonic, you know, inter, you know, concerts and stuff like that, you know, and a lot of, you know, where I come from in the, in the hood, we don't really have that. So growing up to seeing that, I knew that music, was something that I was like, you know, that I could see myself getting into, but I never thought it would be hip hop. Though, you know, the way that I had it, I was kind of like just kind of playing around with it. And to be honest with you, I actually was a ballerina for about maybe 10, I'll say 10, 15 years, but I always loved the way music felt in my body and my ears. So, you know, I wondered like, hey, Maybe I should, you know, maybe I'm going to be a singer. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm going to be a rapper. But I never really took it serious because I was kind of shy back then and I didn't really know if, you know, I could flow on a track or if I could write music or write to a rap. I was just kind of like, you know, uh, following melody, uh, melodies. I never could say it right. My tongue's tied. But, you know, like Lil' Kim, you know, Foxy Brown, mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj, you know, things like that. So, it, it's, it, I, like I said, you know, it, I – um I come from a musical background only because I was around, um, surrounded by pretty much gifted, you know, talented people. You know, you're just pretty much exposed to everything. So, unfortunately, I've only seen one picture of you, and you're sitting down. But I can tell in the picture that you're tall. And um, (laughs) I I was a dancer. (laughs) Are you short, really? I'm actually five two, Nakia. <laughs> that, what? Yeah, I'm five two. So we're the same. So we're the same height. So whoever whoever took your picture, that angle was perfect because um, your legs look very long. Um, but we're the same height. So that just kind of deflates my question right there. Um, <laughs> but I was a I was a dancer. I was a dancer as well. Um, but um, 
your, your, your passion for dancing, when did it kind of, um, when did it leave and go towards, you know, making music? Hey, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked me that because, to, to be honest with you, I had um, I wasn't always the skinniest, you know, in my class, and you know I struggled in classical ballet. The statistics in classical ballet, of course, um, in New York, you know, of course, there's Alvin Ailey and Debbie Allen's dance studio and things like that now. But back when I was in high school and middle school, you know, you had to look a certain way. And I got tired of it. And I said, you know what? I was like, I told my moms, I'm like, look, either you send me back to Chicago to a regular school or I'm going to Job Corps. And that's where I did. I left. <laughs> and I, I was tired because every time I would get it, you know, when, when I wanted to, like when like when the Nutcracker came, I wanted to be a Swan Lake, and I couldn't because, and I knew it hurt, <laughs> but I was like, I didn't look like the other swans. You know, I had a big butt. You know, I had some hips yeah. and some thighs. And it wasn't, yeah. them rice and beans wasn't going with them. So, you know, um, <laughs> I, just, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to, really do something I desire. And I remember going to Job Corps, I forgot what year that was, around maybe 2006. And I, I ended up flying to Kentucky. And uh, I remember they used to just beat, and I, I'm talking about when I first got there, off the bus, off the plane. You know, they take a, you take a bus from the plane or whatever. But when I got mm-hmm. to the gym and everybody's meeting and greeting, I see, you know, some cats that was there, you know, they was, some dudes was there, they was rapping, and I'm like, yo, that's what I want to do, and they was from New York, so, you know, I hang with a lot of up north, you know, New York, Philly, New Jersey type people, so I was like, dang, I'm like, let me, let me jump in, let me see what I can do, you know, but at that time, they wanted, everybody had me rapping to Little Kim, and they had me rapping to Foxy Brown, and things like that, I never had anything that was original, so that's when I knew I fell in love with it. And I did a talent show at Job Corps, and it was to Little Kim. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I had a pink or a green looking, uh, I don't know what color it was, a wig on with some uh, fake Versace glasses on and a mink fake coat. Everything was fake. And I just put it on. I rocked it with some little pajama looking shorts on from Walmart. And I won the show, and I did Little Kim Crush on You, and I'll never forget that. Wow, that's crazy. My best friend, um, he couldn't get his his life together, and uh, he went to job for, and the same kind of scenario happened to him. He got off the bus, and he ran into some cats from um, upstate New York, and um, that's where his passion for the game, you know, kind of went the opposite. He brought, He went into the Army after that, but, I mean, he, he has a studio now, and... Um, yeah, he's at Fort Stewart, Georgia now, but he has a studio there, you know, he's, he's making music. Um, he went to school for music production, but that he had, said, you know, sort of the same same story, um, how they got him as soon as he got off the bus. <laughs> I remember him telling me the same type of story, you know, um, and, and they had um, uh, kind of like a, a little talent show, like you had to get jumped in type of thing, um, but it was kind of like a talent show. But he had the same type of story. That was funny. Um. So ever since then, you've been you know, like writing ever since then. Um. Actually, like I said, back in 2006, I wasn't writing. I was just kind of. It was kind of like doing covers. You know how people do covers for for, for regular songs. Like I was doing covers for for right. female. You know, like like uh, female MC. So at that time, I was just rapping along. I was rapping along with them, like Lil Kim and Eve with her song Blow with um with Eve, I think her name was uh, Gwen Stefani or something like that. And it was just little songs like that, you know what I'm saying, where I would listen to a Biggie record, I pretend I'm Biggie, or I pretend I'm Jay one second and jump to P. Like, I was all over the place. So I didn't really realize (laughs) that I had, you know, that I could, I I had a gift. So when I started writing, I met my... um, the producer that produced Swaggerjacker and Sugar, he did every every song you that comes out, you it's from him, and um, he uh, you know he basically had me doing a cover there in his studio, and it was like a one bedroom apartment. I'm gonna keep it real. It was a one bedroom apartment, and he had all his equipment like right in his living room. There was no dining room set table, nothing. It was ratchet. It was just a microphone and his big computer and, you know, speakers and everything else that came with it. And he was like, you know what? 
no more doing covers. I want you to write. I was like, but I don't know how to write. What do you mean? And I just got back there, and I was in the zone, and I just started writing. And I came up with the song Swagger Jacker. And it was so crazy because back in the day, I forgot what year it was, Cameron put out a track, Swagger Jacker, but nobody ever really heard it. It was kind of floating through the streets of New York, like underground type stuff. So I was just like, you know what, let me see if this, you know, let me see if people will rock to this. Let me see. So I just put my own little thing together. And the next thing I knew, he gave me a, he gave me a beat. I, I pretty much wrote to it, and the rest is history. So tell us something about your songwriting process. What comes first, your your lyrics or or the beat? To be honest with you, now when I say the beat makes love to me, and then I make love to it, when the, the I have to sit there in a trance, like at I could be at the beach. Or I'm in a, you know, like a complete zone in my room. Nobody's around me. Everybody, like I have this pet peeve of mine when I would continue to write, even when I wrote Sugar, I had to be in complete silence. And that was a big thing for me. And I would have everybody leave or I would go, you know, to the beach late at night and with my little, you know, with my little flashlight or whatever. And I would just kind of let the beat kind of sink in. And sometimes it would take me the next to the next day to really know exactly how I was going to craft it. And I said, okay, in order for this to be a masterpiece, I got to listen to this this record. And I would let the beat just sink in, you know, just frequencies, everything. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very serious when it comes to writing. And I wanted to make sure it's right. And that's how the song comes. Sometimes it takes two days. Sometimes it takes a week. But the song comes and it's there. That's it. Do you write for others? No, never. Hmm. Would you consider writing for others? I um, I'm I'm not really sure. I I feel like I'm 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 very possessive with my stuff, so I feel like I don't know. I think that's every MC, a MC, not a rapper, but an MC. I think an MC like when you write something, it's like you know it's for you and you know it's you right. know you know it's a masterpiece and it would take literally it would take the the right person i don't care if you put out 10 million records like if i don't think it's for you you're not going to get it that's how i look at it i'm going to jump into your track sugar right now you want to introduce it to our listening audience okay You want to go ahead and introduce your track, Sugar, to our listening audience? You, oh, I'm sorry, you asking me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Hey, yo, what's up? Um, New York, right? Yes, of course. Okay, I just want to make sure. What's up, New York? Um, this is your, this is your girl, Rajan, aka Shottown Bomber, aka Palm Beach girl. I am. Uh, showing you or presenting to you uh, Sugar. This is a track um, that's a little bit melancholic. It's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit slowed down. It's chill. Um, so vibe to it, rock with it, let me know. I need it in the morning, need it in my room. Walk of paradise, now let me get your call. I need it every day, every day. Just show me the way, show me the way. Swag, always swagging on the yeah. fat camera 
What's good? It's your boy Jerusalem from the Scarfella Music Group, and you on the air with the hottest station, Andy Fire. Andy Fire. With your host, Lil Timmy and Nakia, right here, right on the here, station, right here, right all the hottest right hip hop hits, Andy Fire. Andy Fire. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. You're just tuning in. You're live right here on Andy Fire with your girl. Nikia on Two Lit Tuesdays, and I'm live with female MC and songwriter Rajan. And that right there was uh, Sugar. You know what? I've heard so many Sugars over the past couple of weeks, and um, it, it seems like each one that I've heard, um, each one has been, the connotation behind each song has been <laughs> so different, but so similar. Like last night we played one um, by a Canadian country singer. So you can only imagine what that one talked about and what it sounded like, right? So to to listen to that one, just you can breathe a, a breath of fresh air <laughs> when I hear that one right there. But when you, when you wrote that one, what was going through your mind when you wrote that one? You know, to be honest with you, I, I had, um, I had a friend, you know, she was she was doing her thing, you know, rapping and everything. But she she was just she was very sexual with her, you know, with her raps and one day we were just kinda kicking it and she was just like, you know, why don't you why don't you do something a little more, you know, sexy, you know, with sex appeal and and I was like, I'll think about it, you know, and at the time I was dating, so I said, you know what, let me let me see if I can put something together. So when I heard the beat is really when I put everything together because I wasn't, I'm not very good with putting, you know, sexual records or however you, you say it. I'm not really good with that. I could talk <laughs> shit all day. I could talk shit all day on the record, but I'm not that, I'm not that female MC where I could just talk about some sexual stuff, you know, like Meg Thee Stallion and all these other rappers. But when I heard the beat, I was like, yo, this is, you know, I was, we weren't really sure if we wanted to go with it. Cause it's kind of you know it was kind of an older beat, but I said you know what I was like I like it, and when I heard the hook, you know the hook was pretty much there already, and I was just like you know what let me see what I can do with this, and it, it the rest was history. I just put it together and I'm like here we I just you know that's just how I do. I hear I hear a beat Nakia, and if it's fire to me in my ears, and if I can hear it, I hear the the words in my head. I just write it out. That's it. So since you brought up, you know, sexuality um, and females in this industry and being a female MC, you know, how, how do you, um, how do you keep it, how do you keep it classy and keep it sexy 
at the same time? Well, I think your surrounding is, is number one. You know, I mean, your thought process of yourself, if you, if, you know, I mean, if your character, if you carry yourself, you know, ratchetly or, and I don't even want to use that term ratchet because, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, if, like I said, if you're in a surrounding and, you know, and all you are, uh, you know, sub, sub, uh, I would say condoned to maybe, I don't know really the word to use, but if that's all you see, you know what I'm saying? And you got people around you that, and people around you will be the wickedest ones. They're the worst ones. Hey, you know, and they, they pumping, you know, they're gassing you up. They pumping you up, gassing you at the same time. Like, yo, you should look like this. You should be like this, or you should be like this. Every MC, and I remember, um, Remy Ma said this once years ago on Hot 97, and it's the truth. Like, it's your surrounding. Can't nobody really tell you how to be you. Like, you know how far you're willing to go, you know what I'm saying, as far as your appeal, you know, your appearance and your appeal. And I feel like you can still be sexy and have a suit on. You can still be sexy with some pants on. You don't always have to show a G-string just to make somebody look at you or hear you. If you do have to do that, if you have to go that far with it, then maybe you're not really an MC. Maybe you're just a gimmick rapper. That's what I say. Mm. Mm. Do you have limitations yourself? Is there anything that you're not willing or prepared to do ever? Um, Well, you would never see me. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off now, but you would never see me with a bikini on in a video. I can tell you that right now. Um, That's just not, that's not me. And I mean, if it's, if it's something pertaining to, if it relates to the record or if the, I would say this. If it's if I do if I do a feature with somebody if I'm featured on somebody's song or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'll show a little sex appeal depending on if you know how 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 they want it. But you're not gonna see me with a thong on, you know, shaking my my ass in a video that you'll never see. So I don't know if that's you know gonna be a red. I don't know if that's gonna be a, a, a obstacle for me. I doubt it. You know, God God comes first before anything for me. So I just look at it like, hey. Mm-hmm. If I if I if I show if I show y'all that I'm more of an MC than my looks, then I'm gonna make you pay attention to that. That's why I'm not really worried about it, you know. As a female in the industry, have you yeah. suffered any you no know, skepticism um, or resistance um, because of you know being a female? I have, I have. Um, I got criticized about my nose. I got criticized about pretty much what? even the way I sound. Yeah, I got criticized when I first. I remember, I remember right after I had. Um, I just remember like right after I had recorded this song, and I'll never forget around the time it was being mastered and everything. And you know, they're like, "Oh, you know, how are you?" You know, are you prepared to, you know, or, or how are you know, you sound like a dude, and are you prepared for the, you know, the the backlash from people that say you sound like a man and your voice is too deep, or you you know you trying to sound like Remy Ma, and then some you trying to sound like Queen Latifah, and I was like, I'm just being me, you know. I mean, I don't know, it's kind of hard, and then they'll say, you know, I was told that, you know, uh, I should just be a songwriter, you know, because my voice was too deep, so. I got a lot of criticism, you wow. know, and yeah, I was told I was too short, and I was like, "Wow!" Because what I heard, Cardi B is short; she's really short. Yeah, she so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do you how do you overcome a negativity like that? You know, I, one thing with me, like I said, my surrounding is so positive, um, Nakia, I can't even brag like about it. My surrounding is so positive and my circle is very, very, very small. And it's so small, like I could I literally have two or three people that I could literally say, these people will ride and die for me. You know what I mean? Like they know how I rock, they know how I vibe, you know, they're just chill all the time, but they're very, you know, they're just very supportive. And I think if you keep people in your in your circle um that mean well for you 
then, Mm -hmm. you know, the rest is history. Nothing else matters. But my confidence, you know, the confidence and how I was raised, you know, like I said, I'm not, you know, I wasn't born with a spoon in my mouth or nothing like that. I suffered a lot of things, but, you know, emotional things. But I've just been always confident in in whatever, whatever I do. That's it. I think that's the short that's the short person complex, you know? We have to overcompensate for being so short. I, I know that's that's how it is for me. Like my confidence is on like a thousand because I'm so short. You know, I've always had to overcompensate for being so short. That's just me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what's the biggest barrier that you have had to overcome as an independent artist thus far? Let's say that one more time. What's the biggest barrier that you've had to overcome as an independent artist thus far? Who, girl? Child. People just telling you that, you know, you're crazy. You know, you, you, you're you living a pipe dream. You know, family members telling you that you're wasting your money, you're wasting your time. You know, just a lot of just, I wouldn't even say criticism, just narcissistic comments. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Just that's why I said you got to keep your circle clean and clear. But you know, I mean, everybody gonna have an opinion. Everybody gonna have something to say. You know, until I reach the top and meet everybody. Once I get there, because this is just my door opener. You know, like I said, this is a this is just baby steps I'm taking right now. But I know that once once that door is open and my foot is in the door and people see it and they start believing it and when you know once they see that it's really real then that's probably when they'll respect me. But I think that's I think that's for every artist, every entertainer, anybody that's in the entertainment industry has a story of how they had to suffer <clears throat> from those things. So, you know, everybody always got something to say. So it is what it is. When did you write Sugar? Who? You know what? <laughs> I wrote Sugar in 2000, I want to say 2015. Yeah, and, and when you did know it's funny. Oh, today. Sugar didn't release today. Yes, it did. Swagger Jacket and Sugar. For real? Yeah, they both released today. Oh, shit, y'all. Oh, <laughs> we got double debuts. Oh, my God. All right, so. Right, so sugar release sugar sugar you wrote in 2015. When did you write Swagger Jack? I actually it's the funny I wrote Swagger Jack in 2013. And I let me let me explain something too. I keep a book. It's called a hip hop diary. And I have a lot mm-hmm. of um, what inspired me to do that was Tupac. Um, he had a he had a hip hop kind of like a journal. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of I have a lot of. Uh, lyrics and stuff, just lyrics. It ain't even songs. It's just lyrics and, you know, uh, punchlines and stuff like that, just kind of written down. And if I hear a beat, I kind of take what I have from my, my scrapbook and I put it into a song and that's how, I, that's really much what I do. So. That's so how that in, came. In what ways has, has, or can you say, um, your, older music has changed or your newer music has changed from your older music. Cause I've listened to both of those and I can hear growth in both of those. Okay. I see what you said. Um, I, it's a com- complete, I mean, if you heard the, re- if you heard some of the records I, I did, I have it on SoundCloud, by the way, they're, they're like, I don't know, six or seven years old, but there's some stuff I did to some Biggie records, and I did a record to uh, Dr. Drill, Dr. Dre, excuse me, Still Dre uh, back, um, I forgot what year, but anyway, I, I have some stuff on SoundCloud, and I you could tell that, you know, I have been practicing um, on my delivery, you could tell that, you know, like I said, I have people around me in the studio that are seasoned, and they some of them were... I wouldn't say in the industry, but they they pretty much are seasoned. Like they know what to you know how to sound and how to put it together. So I just practiced and practiced and practiced on my own. Um, you know, tone of reflection and everything. You know, it's the same like talking on the phone. You know, it's just 
it's just practice. And I just, when I was ready to record Swagger Jacker, I wanted to make sure it was fire. When I recorded Sugar, I wanted to make sure I delivered it fire. And that's pretty much how it went down. No lies told. I'm telling you guys, no lies told. This is it right here. I'm going to say world debut because it is it is Aaron right here for the first time on Indie Fire. Um, Swagger Jacklin.
Hey now, what's good? It's your girl, Jana Blackwell, C-Town Records, Mistress of Soul, and you're on the air with the hottest independent station, Indie Fire, with your host, Nakia, giving you that heat right here on the station, bringing you all of the hottest hip-hop hits, Indie Fire. Ooh, hold up, I'll tell, but I'm out of breath. Ooh. Oh, my gosh, I need to get some water. Like, I was I was in here just jumping around to put that on your playlist. Add it in your playlist right now, all right? I, I told you to put it on your playlist. Make sure you put it in your playlist. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, debut right there. That was Swagger Jackson. Man, she said she wanted to make sure that that was right before she dropped it, and I think she got it right with that one right there look saints i'm so mad at you like i don't know why you keep these people like he hit me up this morning no was it yesterday i think it was yesterday and he was like when's your next available um interview date and i was like january you already know that like the middle of january and he's like damn and i'm like yeah and he's like because i got somebody else for you and i'm like i don't know where you're getting these people from but everybody everybody from from I think we had Yashe on the show like back in, in December. Everybody he has sent to us has been fired. I don't know where he's getting these artists from, like pulling them from under the rocks or something. I don't know, but everybody has been <laughs> fired. That and that's saying a lot for him as well as the artists. So salute to you, Saint. I'm talking about vision and vitality entertainment. Salute to you, Saint. You know, salute to. Um, they got a whole bunch of initials behind their names. Um, you know, New Wave and them, all those those letters. Um, L Postman, um, Two 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 Unique, um, Hundred Grand Prezi. Now, um, Rajan, man, y'all are phenomenal. Do you hear me? Oh my gosh. No, y'all don't need to sleep on this young lady right here. Um, Born in Arizona, raised in Chicago and Palm Beach, Florida. Um, looks like she's doing some 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 major things. What is next for you? Well, um, touring. I'm about to. I'm getting ready, prepared for um, a 20 city tour, uh, either spring uh, or summertime. So I'm just ready. We got dates yet? Oh, you said spring or summer. We got cities yet? Not you, not yet. Um, I, I'm waiting, waiting from from Vision Vitality, so we'll know soon. Oh yeah, I know. Yo, as soon as I know something, I'll let y'all know. All right, we going, we going wherever she going. We gonna be there. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> what do you, what do you enjoy more, um, being in the studio or performing? Uh, performing. You know, it's it's one thing, you know, when you're on stage, you know, and, and even though I've never performed my actual records <clears throat> to an audience yet, but one thing about performing, it just gives you, it gives me, let me just say that, but it, it just gives me, it ignites the fire already there. It just, it right. makes me just excited when I see, you know, you got thousands of people looking at you and they vibing with you and they not, you know, it ain't not arrogantly saying, but just, you know, I mean, you know, you just, you, it's you and them. It's almost like a, a group, you know, like a house party, you know, in Chicago, we got a lot of house yeah. parties and that's what it feels like to me, you know? And, um, it just feels like a house party. It feels like it's just you and your friends, you know, kicking it, y'all listening to music, you having fun, but I'm performing at the same time, and, and I love every moment of that, and I can't wait to tour. This will be my first ever tour um, in my life, and I'm nervous, but I'm excited at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you can hear the excitement in your voice already. Um, which ingredient do you think makes you special as a performing artist? What do you mean? Like, do you think it's your personality, it's your charisma? Um, what do you think about you makes you so special the, and unique? My realness. Like, you could hear it. Like, in, in Swagger Jacker, that was a – I was really upset with somebody when I wrote that song. Like, it was 
it was serious business. Like, I, you know, some people take it as like, oh, it sounds funny. Like, you know, like it was joking, but it was really, I was really upset and I'm always mad about something. So, you know, I guess you could say um, the realness in Are my you voice, you could tell. I'm a Gemini. Okay. <laughs> We got two sides, so it's like maybe on you know throughout the song, it's like all right, she sounds she sounds like she cool to vibe with, but on the other side, it's like she's snapping, and that's just kind of how I am, and you know. But at the same time, I'm just uh, I'm pretty much all over the place. I'm a Gemini in the kids, so I'm all over the place. Yeah. You, you might get you might you just you gonna catch hell. You don't know what you're gonna catch. It's just gonna be there. <laughs> Where would you say that you find your motivation just to continue doing what you are so passionate about doing? I couldn't hear your phone had cut out. Where would you say that you can find your motivation to continue to do what you are so passionate about doing? Um, I would say just staying focused, you know, like I said, just making, really, I would say not even just staying focused, but making sure that I have, um, like, well, let me just say shout out to Vision Vitality Entertainment, because they, they keep me, they, they've been keeping me on my, like, on my feet, you know, focused, and it's nothing like having a team that's behind you that doesn't really rock with you, they don't really want to, you know, uh, uh, you know, they, they just don't care. You know, you got a lot of these record companies, whether they're indie or not or, or major, and they don't really care about the artists. So that's one thing right. for me I could say, you know, they, they really, they rock with me, they for me, you know, they support me, and, you know, everything is it's there. Like, and you can feel it. It's the realness. It's just the the, the family-oriented uh, type of uh, effect that I get from both Saint and Mr. Mitchell, um, Robert Mitchell. So I just, I, like I said, I think it's your, it's for me, it's my, it's me having um, a good team that's going to keep me motivated to move forward. But prayer also keeps me uh, moving forward as well. So if there was somebody who was listening now who is, um, an independent artist, they're new to the game, you know, they've listened to your music, they've listened to you say that these are tracks that you wrote, you know, more than five years ago that just released today. Um, they feel like they have what you got, you know, um, but they're clueless. They don't know where to begin. They don't know how to start. They may be a little fearful, as you know, as to um, how to start. What piece of advice could you offer this independent artist? Uh, first of all, definitely, um, make sure you, you do your research, do your research, 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 research. I cannot like, I really can't even stress that. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that are just not for you. And there's a lot of people that, you know, they, they call it, you know what I mean, the key like jailhouse attorneys. Well, there's also jail industry yeah. attorneys. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, these people pretend like they try to help you and they know people. Oh, I know somebody that knows somebody and Keisha and John right. and Boo Boo down the street. But they don't know. And they just no, leave no. you astray. They don't know shit. And I'm sorry to curse, but they don't know anything. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like. I just I suffered that, and I seen I even seen other artists go through that, and these are people that should have been signed and should have been you know uh, 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 on the Billboard charts way back in 2000. But it's like the so like I said, I cannot stress enough. You have to do your research. Do not allow for someone to tell you, you know what. Uh, you're supposed to know. Read it for yourself, and then get you know get an attorney to look at stuff. Don't just sign. Don't get ready to sign anything. Yeah, there's lots of A and R's that are out there looking for people. There are lots of you know different people looking for you know for talent. But you got to do your research, and you got to make sure that you're seasoned and seasoned enough to know how to avoid sharks. And the best yeah. thing to do is is to really get you a team. And like I said, I can't stress it no more. Vision, vitality, entertainment. They are definitely on my side, and that's really what you need is people on your team. So that's what I can say. There you go. And, again, uh, I can't stress this enough. When I ask that, that's always my final question to every guest, whether it's an artist, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether it's an author. That's always my final question. 
um, so that you you are able to um, soak in and not just sit on that information, but make it applicable to your life um, because they're giving you, you know, information that is it's vital. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of the times it's information that that individual has gone through themselves or themselves. Um, it, it may have worked for them. It may have failed for them. Um, but they now know um, what works. Right? So they're, they're giving you information so that you don't have to experience it in the worst way. But now you have the better side of that information and you can use it and it'll work better for you than it did for them. All right, so don't just sit on it when they give you this information. Use it um, to um, so that it is beneficial, you know, in any aspect of your life. All right, free information. Use it. Run with it. Please. Thank you. Thank you. I want to go ahead and open the floor up to you now, Rashawn, so that you can go ahead and get all of your contact information out. For those who may be listening live now, or for those who may come back and listen to one of the many playback shows, and for those who are interested in, in, in you know, getting your music, um, a brand new music guide just released today. Uh, for those who are interested and, you know, the tour information is coming up soon. For those who may want to get on the tour with you, for those who, she says she don't write music for nobody, but she may change, guys. So, you know, anybody who wants to reach out to her um, for any songwriting opportunities, whatever the, the need may be for them to reach out to you, the floor is now yours to get all of your contact information out. All right. Um, all right, y'all, again, this is Rajan. Uh, you know, follow me on SoundCloud. You can follow me on SoundCloud, at Rajan, um, to listen to other tracks that wasn't played today, um, you know, of course, on my debut. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Um, I have lots of updates for touring. I'll have some updates for um, some more interviews. I'll have just pretty much general updates, more music, more fire coming. Um, follow me on Twitter at Metaphoria B. That's M-E-T-A-P-H-O-R-I-A, uh, lowercase the letter B, and you'll see all the updates hopefully soon. Um, also, if you want to check out Vision Vitality Entertainment, um, just click www.visionvitalityentertainment.com, and you'll be able to also see other artists along with myself, um, you know, and just come there and kind of check it out and, and get some updates, of course, on touring and interviews as well. And um, and also, uh, you can also follow me on Facebook, um, at Rajan, and um, hopefully you'll see some updates there too. And remember to, like I said, Go to go get that swagger jacker. It's out today, November twelfth, two thousand nineteen. It's fire. It's ready. Go get it. No excuses, Rajan. That's right. It's out November twelfth. No excuses. We've been waiting for it. Now, I've been sick, but we've been waiting to release it to you. All. So it's out. It will be in rotation on New Music Mondays now. So if by chance you might have missed it tonight, like you can still go back and listen to it, but it will be in rotation now on New Music Mondays. All right? That's Swagger Jackin. All right? Um, what we got? What we got? Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right back here with uh, Sorrell Lamont Williams. Guys, again, I need you to tune in on Thursday. Listen to him. Listen to me. Make sure, you know, we sound all right together because, you know, he might be my co-host, but Saturday is on He Said, She Said. You know, let me know if we if we mesh together and we sound all right, all right? Um, 6.30 p.m. And then on Saturday at 7 p.m., that's um, Coco Vita, Coquito founder, Sean Wilson at 7 p.m. So if you cannot make them both, please do not miss them both, all right? And as always... I want to leave you with a quote. And as always, you know, I never got one ready for you. Here we go. Music produces the kind of pleasure. You know what? No, 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 no. I said that one last week. I think I like that because you know what? Music produces pleasure. Here we go. Music is much like... <laughs> I better not say that one because my mother might be listening. All right, here we go. I got one for you. Music could ache and hurt. Like beautiful music was a place of suffering man could hide. That's Pat Conroy. All right? Thank you all for tuning in. And until Thursday at 6.30 p.m., Rajan, you all have a good night.
All right.